baseball is back, Alex. Alex Weiner is back to talk about some uh, baseball. Uh, the opening day is tomorrow as we are recording this on Wednesday, March 31st. Uh, Thursday, April 1st will be opening day. Our first April opening day since 2019. That's great. I, I like That's it when it start. starts on an April 1st, even though yeah. we have to wait a little longer. And I think now it is it is worth the wait because we had that crummy shortened season last year where we couldn't take anything out of it, and now uh, we have an actual season. Actually, I don't even know if my statement is true because it must have started in March in 2019, right? What date was opening day? Oh... It had I mean, that yeah it started in March right it has been yeah. starting in March for years now that's true I guess our first spring opening day no this is the first the, I mean since opening day should just be April first every year why can't it just be April first every year isn't it usually on a Thursday yeah but like usually there's like an April there's like a March thirty first game and there's like games leading up there's like someone like the Yankees will play like the night before or something oh, that's or, true. something some sort of crap like that but like. I like it when it's April 1st, the season starts, and we're not, like, starting the season in Australia or Japan. Let's start it here, you know? Like, wake up in the morning, 10 a.m., and you got – or 10 a.m. West Coast time, I should say, mm-hmm. or or 1 p.m. East Coast time, and you, and you got baseball on, you know? That, that, that's what opening day, day should be. You don't like sort of like the Thursday night football opening of the season where we just – everybody's tuned into one game to start it off? No. No, no. It th- I mean, because baseball opening day is like a, it, it's like a national holiday. It's like a celebration. So all the first games should be on that opening day. Mm. Opening day shouldn't be like a week before in China, <laughs> even though they've never actually had opening day in China. But you know what I mean. Um, it should be all in the same day here in the United States because baseball is America's game, and that is the most America's game. nationalistic thing I've ever said in my life. But yeah, I, we, are, that? we are running with it because it is baseball. Baseball is America's sport at the end of the day. Uh, there are a few leagues outside of America that <laughs> I would disagree. Um, but baseball, but... but we're just talking about baseball. We're not talking about like the NHL. The NHL can be in Canada. It can be in the U.S. It's fine. You know that that's that's the NHL's thing. Or it, or you know you can have the Toronto Blue Jays. But Toronto's basically an American city. Like I've been to Toronto. Trust me. Um, but it, it, baseball is America's is America's sport. Like, can you deny that at least? You can't deny that, right? This isn't what I was brought on to talk about. <laughs> well, we're here to talk about opening day. We're here. We're here, we're here to preview more, preview the season even more than we already had. We've done six full podcasts, breaking down each team on a molecular level. So we're going to talk about the teams even more um, on today's pod, just ahead of opening day. But the whole point of the intro was, uh, you know, baseball's back. Be excited, right? <laughs> America's sport. Yeah, we're back. It is a Amer- pastime. I mean, it's America's pastime. I, it's America's pastime. If I, okay, I'll, I'll I'll take that back a little bit, but it, it still is America's pastime. You can't deny that. Come on. Well, oh, come on. In recent years, uh, it, it's it hasn't quite been. <laughs> but that's not. We're not talking about recent years. We're talking about pastime. You know, like over the last hundred years. I guess so. That's true. More than hundred years. I'm not sure that's what pastime means, but that's true. That's true. It is America's past. I don't know, whatever. It's, it's America's past time. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's that's it, what it's you know it's America's uh, whatever. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. That was a hectic start to the podcast. But uh, yeah, we're gonna be go, going over over unders for all thirty MLB teams. We're gonna be picking MVPs. We're gonna be picking uh, World Series champs. We're gonna be picking value picks for the, both of those 
um, in terms of the betting lines for that as well. Um, we're not going to go too, too in depth with all these teams, but we're going to try to give everyone a decent idea of uh, where we think they might end up in the win-loss column. Yeah, there's so. there's there's 36-hour podcasts for each team, just in case you're, uh, you need to get your fix. Hey, not all of them were like 36 hours. The last one was an hour and a half, and that was actually kind of short. Okay, <laughs> But most of it was Varga like listing off why the Giants didn't make the playoffs last year. That, that was our most recent one. Okay. So, uh, but. He did it all off the cuff of his head, all off the top of his head. It was it was unbelievable. He sat in this room, and listed off every like all those final games leading it leading leading into the postseason last year for the Giants and why they didn't make the playoffs. It was incredible, <laughs> like things that happened like the seventh inning of like game fifty eight. Like it was it was remarkable. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get into this though. You know? Okay, let's get into this. Um, did we decide to start at the top or decide to start at the bottom? Let's start at the bottom. Let's, let's knock out a few of these teams pretty quickly. Yeah, you got to you got to build some <laughs> momentum in the podcast. You know, you got to keep the listeners engaged throughout. You know, That's they got to be waiting for the for you, the good stuff. You hook them with the pirates and you make them sit there and you <laughs> wait for the Dodgers. You sit there and you wait. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be that uh, enthusiastic about it, but I love it. I like I like the energy we're starting this off with. All right, uh, lowest uh, uh, win win total odds right now. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates at fifty nine and a half wins. Over or under? Hmm. 59.5 sounds really bad, yeah, but there have been well. a lot more 100 lost teams in recent years, I feel like, because there's been more 100 win teams. And I don't see why that wouldn't continue to expand. I know the Pirates are not in the best division, but their league is pretty top heavy. Um, and so when they go up against the NL West, when they go up against the NL East, eek. Uh, I'm going to go with the under here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ooh, under. Wow. 59. I didn't think it would be this low. 59 and a half. I don't even think they're the worst team in baseball. Um, mm. I think the Orioles are the worst team in baseball. So their rotation is kind of a disaster. But I don't know. If they get like a good Mitch Keller season, I think they're going to be better offensively this year. I think they're actually going to go over this. I think they're more of like a 65-win team. So I'm going to go over. Mm. I, it, it depends on what you can get out of Brian. If Brian Reynolds can bounce back, if Gregory Polanco can maybe yeah. be a trade candidate by the middle of the season. Who knows? Yeah, I mean they're not a very exciting team in general, but I I, I know they and I know they traded away even more guys to their crummy team that they had last year. But they were kind of like, it it was a little it was a little too freaky how bad they were offensively, and mm. I think their pitching definitely got worse, and it's really bad. But at the same time, like it's not like the NL Central was is incredible. This is a, this incredible division. You That's know? true. And like the Orioles have tougher competition. I think the Orioles have less talent too. So, you know I what? Know. You know what? I'm gonna backtrack. You're right. Oh wow. You're right. I, I think 60 wins. I, th- I do think they lose 100 games. So you're for sure. so you're soft. You're a soft over. I'm I'm a, I'm a soft over for the Pirates. Yeah, we have to go soft or hard. So hard over is like well over the line, or like soft over is like just over the line. So I, I'm gonna go with the soft because I do okay. think they're a hundred loss team. But you're right, the the competition and the fact that they were so bad offensively last year and can't possibly be worse probably bumps them up just a hair. And the same goes with the unders for this podcast. So we're gonna go soft under, hard under. All right. Anyway, all right. Moving on. Uh, Rockies are the next team at what is it? Sixty three and a half. 63 and a half talent wise they should not be a 63 or a, i mean like a 64 win team because i know they just traded nolan arenado for a bag of chips but they still have trevor story they still have charlie blackman in the lineup they have some young intrigue with guys like maybe ryan mcmahon or i don't know what your stock is on brendan rogers at this point but 
Uh, and then the rotation is actually not horrible because her, I love Herman Marquez. Kyle Freeland bounced back last season, and they still have John Gray. And then, so there's some talent here that makes them a bit better, but it's everything around this team that I hate about this season. And just who can go at any moment, who's going to get traded for nothing at any yeah. moment. Because this team, front from a front office perspective, is a complete and utter disaster. Yeah. I want to hit the under really badly, especially because they're in a bad division. But I'm going to go with an incredibly soft over just because I like the rotation and the talent a little bit too much. But I don't think they're very far over the mark. Yeah, I mean, I even suggested that they might not be totally the worst team in the, this division, which sounds like a flaming hot take. But when you look at the D-backs roster and look at it really closely and you compare it to the to the, to the the uh, Rockies roster and you just put them next to each other, there's not a huge difference. There organizational really isn't. depth, though. I mean, there's more organizational depth with the D-backs. Don't get me wrong, but... And- and, you know, you're trusting Hazen versus British. I mean, that's true, but it's one season, and I think the D-backs took a big step back, and, I, and, I, and I'm not a believer in Madison Bumgarner at all. I know he's been doing well in spring training, but I, I, I and with a gallon injury, it's it's a little shaky with that team. And I think this, I think the Rockies are an over. I'm not saying hard over, but I don't know if I'm going to say a soft over either. I think they're definitely under 70 wins, but I look at them more of like a 67-win team. Okay. To be honest, so I mean, not super hard hard on the over, but on the over for sure. All right, uh, next team we got the Orioles at sixty four and a half. This is too high. I think so too. The Orioles are accumulating some pretty good organizational talent in the minor leagues, but they don't really have the guys this year unless like Ryan Mountcastle turns into an all star or something like that. I'm very happy Trey Mancini's coming back, but this is still a really tough division. It's a Maybe less top-heavy division, but a deeper division than it had been last year and the year before that. And uh, because of that, I just think they're probably going to get buried again. And this starting rotation is so bad. I mean, Matt Harvey <laughs> is going to be their two-starter at the start of the season. Um, I get it. They have some young arms that they're going to incorporate, and I'm excited to see how they do. But uh, Matt Harvey's the two-starter at the start of the season. I'm going to hit the under here. Um, I'm not a huge John Means guy either. Um, I don't think this lineup is, is good at all. I know Mancini came back, but it, that's not enough. You know, I mean, even the guy they lost some guys as well in that lineup. Like I, I don't know. Like they're they're even worse than they were last year. I think. And last year, I think they got kind of lucky to have that good of have that. I guess not solid of a record, but competent of a record. Mm-hmm. So I think this year they're probably the worst team in baseball, and I have them like hard under. Do you? Um, Hard under. hard under too. I think yeah. that they're definitely a hundred lost team and probably a hundred and five lost team. Mm. Uh, next team up, uh, we got the Texas Rangers at sixty six and a half. I'm surprised it's this. This is the next team. It's a little strange for me, but uh, what are your thoughts on these guys? I'm not a big Rangers guy. Um, but the, uh, but like the fourth worst team in the league. It's possible. I mean, they were. Are they that bad? They were the second worst team last year. I know it was a sixty game season, but that proves just kind of what they were um and i mean what is there to really cling on to with this team offensively they are kind of they're definitely rebuilding and you could you know joey gallo is going to hit a lot of tanks but you know other than him i don't know if there's like a solid place to look maybe chris davis who they got in the elvis andrews trade um, but even he's had a down year last a year. A lot of their offense comes down to like do you believe in nick solak and um willie calhoun you know, yeah. and I like Willie Calhoun, but he hasn't we'll stayed see. healthy. 
I mean, we'll see with both those guys. And Cal- again, like Calhoun hasn't stayed hasn't stayed healthy at all, like you said. So. And their rotation is going to be tough. Their rotation is horrible. Yeah, it is awful. I'm um, I'm I'm actually gonna go with the under here, and I'm gonna go very soft under because their division's so weak. So they they will you know take some wins from the Mariners. They yeah. will take some wins from wherever. But um, it, I'm definitely going under. But it's probably like a 64 win team. I would think. I'm going very, very soft over. I think this is like 67 wins. Okay. Fair and they're at 66 and a half, so you're just, I mean, it's literally a game. <laughs> it's really not much. Uh, so the line, actually, I think is about the same. Um, I, I, I mean, there's a case to go hard over by saying, you know, they're, they're going to hit a lot of home runs. The offense is going to be better than it was last season. And, you know, maybe they get something out of one of those pitchers in their bullpen. You know, Hernandez gets back and their bullpen is actually maybe competent. Mm-hmm. because you never know um with bullpens but i don't see that happening given that it seems like organizationally they've decided to get worse instead of getting better which is what they kind of tried to do last year but didn't really work out so no and they're gonna end up with either kumar rocker or, or jack lighter so it worked out in that sense yeah are do they wait do they have the f- second pick they have the second pick they okay do. they're gonna get kumar rocker because i think lighter is pretty kind much of solidifying himself yeah there. yeah um, this next team I think is worse than the Texas Rangers. It's the Detroit Tigers. They're at 68 and a half. I'm going hard under here. The offense is not there with this team. I, I, I'm really excited for the young pitchers, but they're not going to be there at the start of the year. And this team can get off to a really, really bad start with Julio Tehran starts without any real offense to speak of. Um, so I'm going to go with a, a soft under. I'm really excited for the Tigers' future. Um, but I, they're, they're obviously not there yet. But in 2025, come talk to me about this team because they're going to be really fun. I disagree with you a little bit with their offense. I actually think their offense is better this year than it has been in recent years. A lot of it's due, it has to do with like the Grossman addition and a couple other ads they made. It depends how much you trust Candelario to be kind of that all-star caliber hitter like he was last year. Yeah, and they're just not, and relying, on, they're just not relying on Nico Goodrum anymore, and that's better than what they had they have a little bit more depth but it's still not i mean they don't have any like elite talent don't get me wrong but it's still a little bit better than what they used to have but like again like if you're relying on rookie pitchers then you're probably not in a good spot and uh rookie pitchers without a stout offense to like at least give them some run support yeah in a bullpen that's pretty not promising so i i actually have hard under here and i think a lot of it has to do with the division too like the al central is gonna be good this year I, I like all four. I like all four of those teams to, to some degree. I mean, we talked about it a lot on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Next up, the Miami Marlins at seventy-one and a half. Um, I want to say this is harsh because I kind of like this. I mean, we, I talked about this Josh in the with Josh in the Annalise podcast, but I think this Marlins team, if in the right division, could have been a top two or three team in the division. But they're stuck in the Annalise, so they're probably going to finish in last place. But if you look at their team. They have a pretty decent team with some excellent organizational depth and, and a really bright future ahead of them. So 71 and a half, even that division, that just seems low to me. I'm going to go over and maybe even a hard over. Heck, I think there's a there's a world where I could see this team winning 80 games. And it, it would take a lot for that to happen. But they're probably closer to like the 70, 77 range to me. But they could win 80 games. I wouldn't be stunned. I don't think this team's too far away from, say, like the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm not quite as high on them on you. I just don't think they're in that 
like step yet. I still think they're one step behind where I think you think they are. They made the playoffs last year. I mean, that was but that of, was a fluke. I mean, that, that was, was half a joke, but it, but it did show that like their pitching is good. Like they have good pitching. They have a lot of good, interesting pitchers. Guys like Eliza Hernandez. Not even even outside the Sixto Sanchez's of the world, they have guys like Eliza Hernandez who are pretty good. I'm not I'm not disagreeing on going with the over because I'm definitely am going with the over. Yeah. Um, with this team, I mean, how do we define a hard over? Because I do think this could be like a 74, 75 win team. Is that a hard over? Uh, the seventy one and a half. It's kind of like a medium over. Yeah. Uh, I I think a hard over is more than two two or three wins. I'd I'd say. Okay, so if I have them as like a seventy-five win team, then that's a hard over technically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's four and a half. Yeah, it's four and a half wins. That's that 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 breaks the barrier. I do like the depth. They've done a nice job with trades more recently after the Lewis Brinson for uh, Christian Yelich disaster. Um, they're they're off- done, they've done a better job recently, and they do have some decent hitters. Yeah, their offense is solid. Marte, you had Marte, and now all of a sudden, okay, yeah. now your offense is... Because they were buyers at the deadline last yeah, year. Yeah, and their um, bullpen got a lot better this offseason. They remodeled the whole thing. It was really impressive. That's it. Second wild card. <laughs> Book it. I, okay, it wouldn't stun me as much if they made the second wild card this year than compared to last year. I'll say that, though. Okay, I think they won 75 games, so I'm going to go with the over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think you'd be silly not to go with the over here. Um, next up is the Mariners at seventy two and a half. Uh, I think this is harsh too. I'm going over. I, I know I know I'm going. I'm hitting the overs a lot here on this podcast. Some, somebody's got to lose. And someone's got to lose. But I have trouble believing that the Mariners are gonna be are gonna win less than seventy three games. I, I I really I have trouble seeing that. So I I'm going like kind of a soft over here. But I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a hard over. I'm optimistic with this team. I think they're pretty. I don't think they're that much worse than the Angels. I'm pessimistic about the Rangers, and I'm more optimistic about the Mariners. I think there'll be a little bit of a gap between those two teams. Yeah, I just because the Mariners are the the Rangers had to fall to rock bottom last year, and they're still kind of at rock bottom for where they are as a franchise. The Mariners did hit rock bottom, and now they're they're building themselves back up. And you know, I, I I'm excited for who we're gonna get to see this year. I know we're probably not gonna get J Rod this year, but we're gonna get Kalenic, and that. Jared Klenick is someone I have a very close eye on, and and some of their young pitching too. Like I know you're not the biggest Justice Sheffield guy. I kind of like him now. Be honest. I've really, you never around. liked Justice yeah, Sheffield. Well, you look at the numbers. Last year he was pretty good. I, it's hard to deny that he was pretty good last year. So I'm excited for to see him and like a guy like Justin Dunn in a sort of a more elong, like kind of a bigger, more prominent role to start a season off now, especially after they kind of got their feet wet two years ago and then last year they had a short season so i'm curious about them marco gonzalez has been solid for them and uh offensively it's just kalenic and kyle lewis like back to back there with a pretty solid supporting cast it's deep lineup yeah i'm gonna gonna go with the over here i don't think they're an 80 win team yet but i think that they're definitely in the upper 70s probably like a 77 win team Again, there's a universe where they're an 80 win. I think there is a universe where they're an 80 win team, and all the young guys keep on hitting again, and and some of these young, some of their young pitching develops, and you know they they get a little more, they, they get a little more luck with their bullpen. I think the bullpen's the one thing with this team where it kind of stops me from being as excited about them as I am with maybe other teams, some other teams. So, um, 72 and a half. I I'm definitely going over here. Uh, maybe not a hard over, but definitely an over um next up the kansas city royals at 73 and a half <sighs> i have to go over again i'm sorry I, I i really don't like doing this but like i i can't see like i i really don't think this, that team is less than a 70 73 and a half win team you know i, I me neither i think this is a really low 
estimation for them. And I get it because they haven't won very consistently um, since the, you know, the World Series teams. But we talked and about it. We talked about it earlier. Like they're, I think we think they're going to take the next step, right? We, yes, we are. I mean, they lost 103 games in 2019, their last full season. But they took noticeable steps forward last year. And they have some young arms that are going to be coming up. They had some young arms last year who got some experience. I like Brady Singer a lot. And no doubt they got better for this upcoming season offensively with some of the additions they made. And I think that there are definitely some bounce back candidates. Hunter Dozier had a really bizarre last year because he got COVID at the start. I think he'll be much better. Solaire also kind of had a bizarre year. I think he'll be better. And so, and Mondesi is a guy who heated up at the end of the year. So if he can at least be a league average hitter with the amount of speed he has on the bases and defense, um, he's going to be a really talented player. So definitely I'm a hard over on this team. I think they're, again, kind of like the Mariners in upper set, more of an upper 70s. Um, like a 77-win team, maybe not like an 82-win team or anything like that. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if they're 500. I like this team. I think there's a big middle class yeah. in baseball. And these over-under, I, I, I get why there has to be teams that lose, but I like some of the teams that they're low-balling, and I don't like the teams that they're some of the teams that they're high-balling. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a couple of them. Um, so next up is the D-backs. This is, one, this is one of the teams that I don't love that they're high-balling. Right now it's 74 and a half. It's still fairly low. <sighs> I might go – I'm leaning towards soft under just because I need someone to go under. <laughs> like I'm, uh, uh, 74 and a half, I'll say 74, maybe even 73. What's their – so their outfield situation now that Cole Calhoun is down. Uh, I guess Cattell Marte is back in center. I guess. And then they have Tim LaCastro out there. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a transitional team. Yeah. It's kind of a bizarre place because last year – after they were so they trade paul goldschmidt and it's sort of like this on the fly not rebuilding retooling thing and it works because then they win 85 games and are much better than everybody thinks and then they go in on next last year they add starling Marte, they sign madison bumgarner and they're a team i think would have been better by the end had they yeah had had the full season especially if they kept everybody around but they didn't have the full season and they were quite not good um for the first 60 games and now they're probably worse this year. Um, I like Zach Allen. I, I don't mind Caleb Smith and the top of this rotation. Um, but uh, I think the I rotation, know. their rotation depth worries me a lot. And even the top guys have now seen some injury cracks that start the season. I don't like their bullpen at all. And their lineup is not explosive enough to uh, sort of remedy those things, you know? I tend to agree. Um, 74. It just seems low because I like the Diamondbacks as an organization under Mike Hazen right now. And I do think they have a bright future with their minor league system. I love their minor league system. Don't get me, me wrong. But, I mean, someone has to lose. You know? And they, they, they could be a good trade-away team because someone has to trade away some talent. They have some talent to trade away. Yeah, they could be trading David Peralta or Eduardo Escobar. But those are also guys who could bounce back and they could be fine. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what the Diamondbacks um, I'm gonna go with a, an incredibly soft, like like a whispering soft, over at 75 wins. Okay. But I would never bet anything on this team okay. because I could see it going either way. Okay. Yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, next up are the San Francisco Giants at 75 and a half. Um, ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going very soft over. It's like 76 wins. What do you got? Me too. I think last year showed that. This is a team that can kind of maneuver itself just organizationally. And look, I get it. All their 
poor guys are old and they're all back because you know we have to have you know buster posey and brandon crawford and brandon belt all in the lineup again um but but they did add some good like solid kind of not rotational guys because that's basketball but um kind of role guys like you know Tommy Lestella at throwing him into the lineup awesome Donovan Solano a guy they found last year keeping him around cool and you know Kevin Gossman putting him there is number one that's a little concerning but I mean he pitched well for them so they find a know. way to just sort of piece pitching together and they find value where value may not be seen in plain sight and mm-hmm. I just I just believe in Farhan and his ability to sort of piece together a roster. And I think this year they're deeper than they have been and more reliable and steady this year than they have been in recent seasons, right? Because, I mean, now guys are heading into the season at least relatively healthy. And even even though we know a lot of these guys are injury prone, they have the depth to sort of uh, remedy these problems. Like, they're a deep team, mm-hmm. it, it, comparably speaking, especially with some of these other teams in their region. So I have about like a soft over. Um, I mean, they got those two monsters at the top of the division, but it's not like the D-backs and um, uh, especially the Rockies, the Rockies are going to steal too many wins for them. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got. Uh, move, moving on, moving on. Uh, next up is the Cubs. They're at 70 and a half. I'm going hard under. Hard under. Uh, this could be the year, new general manager, where they... Don't love Jed Hoyer, by the way. Well, this I mean, but it's a new guy, and I think that he's already shown that he is fine letting guys go. Yeah. And, and you know, the sentiment of that 2016 team, a team that will be remembered for all time, it, he's fully aware that this team's not going to win a World Series again. Yeah. Off-season moves have proven that. Exactly. And they're on their way there. Chris Bryant, who knows where he'll play by the end of the season. Who knows where Wilson Contreras will be by the exactly. end of Exactly. So I'm also going to go with an under. Um, I'm going to go with a soft under because I think they could be competitive at the beginning of the year because of the offensive talent they still have. The pitching depth is a disaster. Um, Top to bottom, it's a rotation. The, exactly. Everything that has to do with this pitching staff is a disaster other than Kyle Hendricks at the top. But who knows if he's still on the team by the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm going to go uh, a softer under, but like a 75 win team um and probably definitely towards a rebuild um yeah i agree um and it i'm not picking the hard under because of the just because of the division i'm picking it more because of like the trades that you mentioned that they can like pull apart this lineup in a heartbeat and i mean it's not like their lineup hit last year anyway <laughs> that's true so like i mean how trustworthy is that lineup anyway it, it plus the fact that they kind of blew up their rotation too i i'm kind of out i i think they're trying to get worse too like we said like they're actively trying to get worse at the moment so yeah, I, I mean they traded away the guy who finished second in the cy young award race i mean of course yeah they're just to get for worse. for yeah for salary relief basically <laughs> so i don't know um moving on the phillies at 80 and a half i'm going going over here yeah i'm a hard over here I think this is this is harsh. This is dangerous that we're going a hard over because of the Phillies. And I understand why the line's only 80 and a half, but I think this team's a real playoff contender. And the reason why, I've said this a million times already, but Dave Dombrowski always wins. And mm-hmm. you should just trust him in general. Yeah, and it's an offense that can be one of the three best offenses in the league. Yeah. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back Rio Muto. That was a key uh, to do that. And um, so, yeah, their offense can be just really stout. All season, you know, it's the pitching depth and the bullpen, and they completely revamped the bullpen from last year, which is what they had to do because, again, that was the worst bullpen ERA since 1930. 
Um, and uh, that's the only reason why they didn't make one of those eight spots. So bullpen's completely revamped. It can't possibly be worse than it was last year. Mm-hmm. The rotation's not my favorite in the world, but it's I like the top half of it. Yeah. And the hitting's stellar. So this is definitely a, this is a better than 500 team for sure, and it's definitely a playoff contender, I think. They could yes, definitely use Connor Seabold and Nick Pavetta right now. That's okay. They they <laughs> they got you know Heath Hembry and Brandon Workman for a few games. For neither who are neither of them are on the team anymore, and it's... neither of them were particularly great for the Phillies either. And that's why Dave Dombrowski is <laughs> the new GM. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, the Boston Red Sox at 80 and a half. Um, I'm going super duper soft over. I think this is an 81 team, 81 win team on the dot. They seem very very um average to me as alex is looking at a uh tweet uh of josh christopher announcing that he's going to the nba but that Which, was very predictable anyway. yeah exactly i just had to double check it's like is he is he transferring too no, no, no. He's going. <laughs> <laughs> is he transferring too hey but they brought in a bunch of transfers let's not make this an asu podcast no, no. all right red Sox. i have an 81 uh i'm interested to see your thought hear your thoughts on this though 80 and a half oh this is such a 500 team 81 uh, is 500, so that's I, I why know, I'm saying 81. I'm going super. But like they could also win. Eight, they could win 80. They could lose a random game in June that they were winning seven to eight going into the ninth, and then all of a sudden it just shifts. I but um. this roster, <laughs> I don't know. It's just this roster has depth, and if best case scenario, they could win 85 games. That's best case scenario. Yeah, but like, I, I agree with that. I definitely think that they have to get healthy in pitching. Their pitching has to get healthy again. Um, but at least they had. But they, they have are, bodies. I mean, they have, they're already showing that they have the depth to remedy it. Remedy it because Rodriguez isn't going to start the year because of his dead arm situation, and Sale, of course, isn't going to start the year. But I mean, yeah, like it's kind of a pain that Evaldi starting the season as the opening day starter. But you look through the five guys, and you're like, oh, they're they're all major league pitchers. Yeah, you're not you know relying on Mike Kickham and and Matt Hall like last year. <laughs> um, it's not it's not that bad. And you know Rafael Devers, I'd imagine, has a bounce back season. He was turning it around by the yeah, end of it anyway. Yeah, he was good in the second half of the season. Um, they'll have Dalback, who I, I I like Bobby Dalback. I think with a full season by the end of it, who could be he hits the ball pretty far. good. He hits the ball very far. Um, offensively, I think that they're a bit more solid. Um, just all around, you look at the outfield too. Defensively, the outfield defense concerns me. But uh, offensively, you know, you bring in Renfro and you bring in Franchi Cordero, who again, total wild, well, total wild card, but um, can be incredibly fun for this team. Kike Hernandez, who's a good depth piece, could play everywhere. Um, I'm gonna go with a soft over. I, I I don't hate this team. They're they're not bad. 81. Yeah, probably about 81, 82. Yeah, they're this team screams 81 wins to me, and they do have some top talent. Like they're not too far. There are a couple like big signings away, and. Um, a night a good trade or two away from being a world series contender again because they they still have a lot of the team that got to the world series it's now but thing is it's like some of those guys uh, price and the only different the only major difference price and bets are gone and those are the only two major major differences from that team you know from that uh, world series winning team if you think about it, like vasquez is still there bogarts is still there devers is still there i mean Devers is better than he was in 2018. Like I don't know. Like they're not. A lot of it's the pitching health too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if Chris, if you have a fully healthy Chris Sale and Erod at the beginning of the season, and they're good to go for the rest of the season, then this is a this is a playoff contending team. Yeah. Then you got. Then you're a piece away from being dangerous. Yeah. You exactly. Know? Like, but that's not. The but case, that's not so. the case. So you're, that's why we're saying 81 wins. That's why we're hitting the 81. Next up is Cleveland. The Cleveland Indians are at 81 and a half. This seems low to me. I'm going over. Maybe hard too. I really want to hit the under because I just 
hate this team. Um, and I hate that. Oh, we're halfway decent now, but we have to trade all our guys because we don't want to pay them. Even though our owner is the fifth or the second richest in baseball. Uh, I, I love hitting the under on the Cleveland baseball team, but I'm going to not because I think their pitching still could be really good. Um, could be. It's going to be really good. Their pitching is still really good. And their offense, I, I don't love it, but it's not bad enough to warrant, you know, them being a sub-500 team. They still have Jose Ramirez. Um, and, you know, they're bringing this back team, some pretty good power. They yeah. add Eddie Rosario. Fran Reyes is back. Um, there's, 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 there's some pretty decent talent offensively. So I'm hitting the hard over here. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with like an 85 win team. Yeah, this is like an 85 win team and with a real shot at making the playoffs. Um, sure. Just because they're pitching so darn good. Um, I, I mean, I almost had them. I almost picked them to finish in second place in this division. And this division is really good. So I wish think we should keep that in mind. But, like, if they don't win 85 games, I would be kind of surprised, Just given, especially given their track record, you know? Um, I'm stunned by this next team, by the way. Next up is the Reds, 81 and a half. This is tough. To me, oh. this is tough because I, this roster is actually better than I thought it was when I look, when we looked at it and did the NL Central podcast. So I'm going oh, 81 and a half. Man, that is tough. Um, Their offense can't possibly be as bad as it was last yeah. year. Yeah, they lose a Cy Young candidate or they lose a Cy Young winning pitcher. Um, and they still soft, they still have you know what Sonny soft Gray. over. I'm going soft over. I think this is like 83 wins. Hmm. I, I love Luis Castillo, and I do like what I saw out of Sonny Gray last year. I'm still going to go with a soft under. Um, I think this is a, a disappointing team that I could like have Molly as the three forward. guy, though. Like I like their rotation still, even without Trevor Bauer. I think it's still a good rotation. I li- I think their bullpen is still pretty solid. Uh, solid. And I think they did they did a good job of, of, of bringing a guy like Sean Doolittle, for example, as like a that was a good pickup, good yeah, high upside pickup. Yeah, high upside pickup, and they have a couple of those guys in the bullpen, and in the lineup, like their lineups can be better this year. Like it, this is a weird team to sort of rate, and their division's really deep, so it makes this 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 number a little more complex. But yeah, the division's not very deep. Well, but it's it's <laughs> it, I mean it's it's deep in terms of like. Teams that could get to five hundred, or 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 be or slight be slightly above, you know. Yeah. I mean, they have a whole, there's a whole bunch of those teams. There's no elite. There's not no elite talent. It's not a good division at all. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's four teams that you look at and you're like, all right, they're at least around five hundred. You know, or the Cubs, you can at least argue they're at least around five hundred, even though we both did not do not like them at all. But right. um, I think this is like an eighty-two win team. So I'm going super soft over again. Yeah, I'm gonna go soft under with the Reds. I just don't right. like the direct, like the. Is this our first like version? Our, uh, over under disagreement? No, we've we've had a couple. In terms of like you had an over and I had an under, or vice versa. No, we've had a couple. I think. What, what, what's the other ones then? I don't know. Let's just, we'll we'll, we'll Wait, find more. I guarantee <laughs> it. Um, next up is the Brewers. Hard over. I think this team's winning the division. Hard over as well. Uh, I I I really like the. Well, comparative to the division, I really like the Brewers. Because um, Christian Yelich will bounce back. He's last year was a very bizarre year for him. Short season, and he'll bounce back. Yeah. Their defense up the middle is so much better, um, significantly better, and they're getting Lorenzo Cain back. And I like the top of this rotation. So I like Woodruff um, a lot. We haven't seen him pitch like a full full season yet. Mm. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. But um, definitely a high upside guy. And then I like the depth around him. So 
Their rotation's yeah. legitimately good. Their bullpen's pretty good, even though it's not as elite as it used to be. And their lineup is deeper than it has been in recent years. And I think the additions that they made at the end of at the end of the offseason really, really yeah. like, adds confidence with this team. Jackie Bradley Jr. and Colton Wong. If you're going to get guys to anchor that up the middle defense, that's mm. it. That's good stuff. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now moving on, the Los Angeles Angels. They're 83 and a half. This is way too high. I'm going hard under here. Sheesh. I don't think this team is much better than the Mariners, to be totally honest with you. And I don't like the fact that they're relying – their whole team relies on um, Joe Adele and Shohei Otani. And Adele's not even going to be on the opening day roster. But like, I don't think Adele has as big of a, a deal with this team. Otani is definitely a big one. And how the starting rotation holds together. I, I don't like that they're relying on, on Otani like this. Especially, he's never stayed healthy once in his career. But this is like year, f- like four for him, right? Uh, yes. So, like, I, what makes us think that he's gonna be just this godsend on both si- either side of the ball this year? Even he's looked good in spring training, but like that's spring training. You know how much I care about spring training, none. And I, I, I'm not very confident in this team really at all. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't like their lineup depth. It's really poor. Their bullpen's actually decent, but I I don't think it's good enough to uh, to you know uh, make up for a rotation that has question marks. So I I'm, I don't know I'm I'm just I'm I, someone's got to lose, and I have hard under on the Angels. What do you got? E three and a half is high. Like you're you're saying that like some people like I, I didn't say be- anything. Like yet. I can't believe Vegas. I, I'm not saying you, but like I, I'm not trying to say you at least. But I, I can't believe Vegas thinks that they're better than the Brewers. That's silly to me. Yeah, they're definitely not better than the Brewers. That's for sure. Um, but I do think this is the most well-rounded major league team they've put around Mike Trout oh, here we go. since the 2015 <laughs> team. Oh, come on. This is a better team than last year. No, it's, it's, This is a better okay, team than it was last year. A little bit. How? They're no longer starting Julio Tehran, and now they're putting in Alex Cobb. Yeah, but like, is upgrade. there a huge difference between what we thought Julio Tehran was the start last season and Alex Cobb is the start this season? That's my point. Maybe not, but Julio Tehran then had a 10 ERA. I don't anticipate Alex Cobb having a 10 ERA. Um, and the bullpen is is better. Um, they actually have you know a ninth inning guy. And Hunter Robles was good in 2017 or 2019, but he was not good last year. And they finally have Rysel Iglesias, who has a much better track record. And the offense, they have two MVP candidates on it. And I think that Shohei will be more close to his 2019 season offensively than his 2020. It's just the bottom half of that lineup. It's like Pujols, Upton. Well, it's, Upton's it's like what you is know, going on? He's going to have horrible months, and he's going to have good months, and he's going to end up with a 110 OPS plus at the end of the year. I mean, that's, really? just always, no, that's I, always what he does. I just think he's awful now and washed up. And we should He was their best hitter the last month of the season. Um, no. That, like, legitimately, he was their best hitter last month of the season. It's wild. I'm, I'm still out on this team. Anyway. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go with a uh, incredibly soft over. I think they won 84 games. All righty. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't think they're a playoff this, team. This is our first like major disagreement, I feel like. I don't think they're a playoff team yet, but they definitely have a better group of adults who can put together more wins than last year. That's for sure. Huh. Interesting. And I think Joe Adele will be better. And I, did, I, didn't, I, I didn't love their offseason either because... I don't know. It was a lot of patchwork. It was. It was. It was, more, it was more patchwork. But they. But they. But they've been doing patchwork for years now. Like the only real. Like they'll. They'll add a, a. A giant needle mover, and then they'll add some patchwork, and that. And that'll be 
and that's really been their off seasons for years and years now but they don't like actually get like the really no they don't make like the really interesting productive moves that I think guys that Iglesias are interesting. Is, is, is well, Iglesias is like a is a an exception to the rule, but like, you know what I mean. Like in general, they don't do that at all. They don't add like, okay, this guy's a really good number three starter. They never do that, or they never add. They don't add pitching for Pete's sakes. They just add like Alex Cobb or Jose Quintana, like guys who they you, they hope to be innings eaters. Mm-hmm. They need an ace, or they need a number two at least. They're counting on the offense to be. Top five in the AL, like, and then the pitching staff will be better than. But they're not. Their offense the isn't going to be top five in the AL because they're playing Albert Pujols every day. And they're they not playing Albert Pujols every day. Well, but like they'll, they'll, then they'll play Jarrett Walsh, who what he was good for two months. Now we think he's just good. Period. Like that's a huge <laughs> risk. Like it is a risk, but he was quite good last year. And they, I mean, he's fun, but like, do you do, do you think he's going to be like actually a contributor? Like I, I don't probably not. You know, I don't know. Like I'm. Uh, they don't even have as much lineup depth as I thought they had last year, and it just didn't work out last year. Like last year, they at least they had like guys like Goodwin who were interesting, and then they traded them away, like Lastella, and they traded them away. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, especially when you look at the depth chart. Anyway, let's move on to another team. I'm probably gonna go under on again. It's the Washington Nationals. I'm going hard under here again. I love the top three of the rotation, obviously. Um, but again, that's also a big health concern, and the the next two are not amazing. It's awful. <laughs> it depends how it's much you disaster. still like Annabelle Sanchez. It's not even. Not it's it's, it's Joe. It's like Joe, Joe Ross, Ross and John Lester, and that is a. Disaster. Oh wait, that's right. Jo- that's right. That's right. No, isn't Joe Ross the sixth starter though? Then he's not in the Sanchez. Top five. I don't think he's, Sanchez. I don't think he's even on the team. Is it, it, no, team? it's it's just Joe Ross and double check this. But it, it from what out from when we did the podcast, uh, like a like a few what like like three four weeks ago. It was Joe Ross and John Lester yeah, yeah, at the they, bottom of the yeah. rotation. And about so, Sanchez is not there. Yeah, Sanchez isn't he isn't even on the team because he was that bad last year. But anyway, like I think this team's old. They have no depth. Um, I don't like team old teams that don't have any depth, and they're also <laughs> injury prone. Um, I know they have Juan Soto, and I know they have Max Scherzer, but those and are Trey really, Turner and Trey Turner. And those, but those are really the only three entities on this team that I have full confidence in and everyone else is either bad or shaky for certain reasons and it's i I, i'm just kind of out on this on this team so the lineup depth the lineup depth scares me um with this team unless carter keyboom uh like full-fledged breaks out and you know kyle schwarber continues to hit solidly josh bell who has not been good since he made the all-star team back in 2019 um like like legitimately since the All Star break in 2019 has not been very good, but if he bounces back, there is a world where the Nationals are a better than 500 team. Um, certainly, it would have to rely a lot on the pitching depth and for Luster to at least hold up as that four guy. Um, but I'm I, I'm kind of with you as the, I'm not ready to bet on it. I don't think they're a disaster, but I think that they're slightly below 500. And since um, if I have them at 80 wins, that's four and a half wins under. So I guess that's technically a hard under. So I guess I'll go harder under with the Nationals. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is a I, this is too high too. I, I don't yeah. know why that they're have uh, a better win projection than the Brewers when they're I, in a better division and have less depth on the it team. It might be the World Series thing. It probably is. And the, the, that and I, I like the Brewers a lot. I, I just do. I think they're going to be really good this year. Um, moving on, the Rays, 85 and a half. I'm going soft over here because the division's really hard, and I think they got worse this offseason. Simple as that. 
Yeah, I definitely think they got worse. Um, the, divi the division is going to be pretty deep with this team. But I, 85 is a little bit tough for me. I think that they're definitely a little bit better than that. So I'll go with the over. I think they're definitely still a wildcard contender. They're still a raise, and they're still a really brilliantly run team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think probably 87 is more along the lines of what I would imagine. Next up, we got the St. Louis Cardinals. They're at 86.5 is their line. What do you think on this one? This one's a little weird. In a way, I kind of feel like that's about right. It's kind of funny seeing a division winner at 86.5 wins. But I, I because, simply because of the respect I have for what the Cardinals do every single year, I'm definitely going with the over. But I think I'm going to go more so a soft over. I think they can win this division with 87 wins. I kind of like the Brewers a little bit more. Um, but I, I think 87 is probably about right for the Cardinals. I just don't like the pitching rotation depth, even though I do like the bullpen. And the, the hitting, I think, is is good. And um, I, I like Goldie and Arenado. It's going to be a really fun dynamic duo. The depth, I don't love quite as much. But, you know, it depends how big of a Dylan Carlson guy you are or a Tyler O'Neill guy you are. Um, or yeah. the Tommy Edmond guy you are, you know? Yeah. So it, those are the guys who are going to make the team, you know? I'm worried about their lineup. I don't it, – it seems like when they bring in guys, they just don't hit as well as we think they they will. And Brad Miller was one of their better hitters last year, and he's gone. I mean, their rotation has a bunch of question marks. There's not a lot of depth there. Um, but their bullpen's incredible, and they're the Cardinals, and they always figure it out. So I think I'm going soft over here. Uh, so I think we – agreed to a T here. I think so. Um, yeah. I think this is around an eighty eight win team. Um I think some people are frankly overrating overrating them heading this season, but I guess Vegas is not because they put them at eighty six and a half and that's actually a pretty respectable line. So um I kinda like that right there. Um moving on, the Toronto Blue Jays, eighty six and a half. This is a fun one. What do you got here for this oh, one? Oh this is a really fun one. This is a really fun team. Um I'm gonna go with the slight over. Um mm. I it's just there's too much talent. And there's too much depth at that that I like, um, just with some younger guys and just you know this is a team that young exciting players who intertwine with veterans they brought on who are kind of win now guys who have I don't want to been there done that's a cliche but but I've, I've done some pretty good things in the league bringing in Simeon and George Springer to join a lineup of guys who anybody could have just the stellar season like this could be the Vladdy G year. Or this could be the Bichette. Year. Yeah. He puts it all together. Year. Yeah. You know, it, it could be. And the pitching was kind of the big, you know, what the heck are they going to do with pitching? Entering last offseason, they got Ryu. It's like, all right, that's helpful. Now we have Nate Pearson up. Um, and the pitching's, it's it's rounding out. It's not quite there yet, but it's rounding out. I I put my head out for this team in terms of their pitching. And I like, I've been very, very much on the record in terms of I like the fact that they have there's some depth here with the starters they brought in some uh veterans who have some pretty high ceiling to them and i think i think more of those guys are going to work out than not so with that said you got those veteran starters you have a bullpen that is a little worrying now with the kirby yates injury but i wouldn't say is a train wreck either and a elite lineup then you got yourself around an 88 89 win team i would go if kirby yates were healthy and, and, and cooking 
in spring training, say, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, to be honest, I, I would have seriously considered the hard over here. Um, I like this Blue Jays team a lot. I picked them to finish in second place in the division, and I'm going to stick to that even after the Kirby Yates situation. So Yeah, this is a soft over for me, too. I think 88 wins is, yeah. is kind of a good ballpark estimate there. Moving on, uh, the Oakland A's, 86 and a half. This is disrespectful. I'm going hard over. Um, I think it's dis- I don't know about disrespectful. I, the division they're in helps them a lot. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you know, the Mats are gonna be better. They're gonna be. I mean, if Matt Chapman's healthy, that's obviously a ginormous key. And Matt Olson, peripheral wise, probably shouldn't. His numbers shouldn't have looked as bad as they were last year. Yeah, short sample size. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll be fine. They definitely got worse from last year. Um, and so last year I thought they were a world potential World Series contending team. Entering the year, I don't think that. that Did they get right radically now. worse though? Not radically, but they definitely got a little worse. A little, not. I, did they? You don't think I they don't got think worse? I don't think they got that much worse. They lose I Liam Hendricks. Think, you know, they, they lose the best closer with, in baseball. Yeah, but they replaced him with Rosenthal, was also very good. Yeah, but Rosenthal's had one good season in the last. Like, I don't know. Eight. I just kind of believe in Rosenthal. I think it's a good move. For I them. liked what he did. That was a good move for them because they needed somebody to fill that. And their bullpen's really good in general, so it's not as horrific as a loss as you think it is. It's not like he was the one guy that kind of kept the bullpen together. Their bullpen's good. Their bullpen's really good. It's one. Of the, it's arguably the strength of the team. Oh, it always is. The A's always piece together a good bullpen. I'm not. I'm not calling them a bad team. I'm saying that they're worse than last year. And like what else? They lose Tommy Lastella. And they replace him with Jed Lowry. How much they, didn't really, they didn't really replace him with Jed Lowry. Lowry's coming off the bench for this team. It, it's gonna Who's be, starting? Tony Kemp? It, yeah, it's going to be Tony Kemp, which isn't great. But I thought Jed time, Lowry was the starter. I think it's, it's going to be Tony Kemp. My you guess know is, that? I don't know that for I'm a pretty sure Lowry's fact. the starter. I don't know what like their starting lineup is going to be this season, but like if, on opening day. But I I, I look at the, I mean, I like I mean, they lose Semyon too, but I mean, Semyon wasn't great for them last season at all. Yeah, but he was an MVP candidate the year before that. I, I mean, wow, you're really you're really chomping at the bit at me right now. Um, <laughs> I didn't think you'd be uh, uh, this anti A's. I'm but not anti A's. I still think they're good. I'm just saying that they're not as good because they definitely lost some pretty good talent on this team. But I just think a lot of the talent that they had last year didn't live up to expectations, and I, I think that their rotation's going to be better this season. Um, I I I'm I'm big on Lazardo. I love his upside. I think the I think this is the best team in the division. I don't I, I don't think it's they're head and shoulders ahead of the the uh, the Astros, but I think they're ahead of the Astros, like a single head. I think that this is going to be neck and neck. Um... I'm going with the over. I don't like the Astros that much, but we're going to get to them Yeah, soon. we'll get there um, next. I, but, but just to continue like the, the A stuff, like they lost Chapman for a good chunk of the season, including the postseason. Matt Olson didn't play well at all. I'm mostly comparing yet, to what they looked like in 2019. And, and, and that yet, was the full like, version of what that team was. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm comparing to the last year, because, and yet they still won the, divi- they still won the division was a, in the, be- was was a really division. good team. But they it was were, an the, awful division. It didn't matter but, because they were a really good team. Last year they were a really, really good team, and they had all this crap go against them, and they still played really, really well. And I, and I like some of the additions they made too in the offseason considering their budgetary limits. You know, like Moreland was a nice addition to sort of lengthen out the lineup a little bit. I like the rotation a lot. I love the upside of the rotation especially, which is something I don't like about the Astros as much because they just don't have a lot of upside in general. And, I mean, losing Springer in the middle of the order is going to hurt them. 
And I don't know. I just don't think the Simeon loss is going to hurt them too, too much. I think Listella was like a nice add for them to sort of fill in the the Chapman production that they lost, but they're getting Chapman back anyway. And they replaced Rosenthal with Hendricks, but of course you're not going to replace fully. You're not going to fully replace Liam Hendricks. I, I get that, but you bring in Rosenthal, and that's pretty good considering their budgetary limitations. And I, I think their rotation is going to be elite. So I, I'm in on this team. So I how think many wins really do you think good. they're going to get? Um, what are you, what's it? The line's at 86 and a half. I think they're like a 90-91 win team. I honestly do. Okay, I think they're going to win 90 games. All righty. All righty. All righty. I, I, just, I just don't think they're a World Series team. I never... I never said they're a World Series team. You act like they're a World Series no, team. No, they're not a World Series team, no. They were never a World Series team in 2019 either. They were close. They were definitely close, and I think they took a small step back. It, it, I, don't think they're, I don't think they were ever close to being a World Series team. I think this is where the disagreement I disagree. I think that they were I'm, close to being a World really? Series team. Absolutely. No, the Yankees were way better. The Yankees still haven't made the World Series. I know. But, like, let's face it. Like, heading into that 2019 season, like, the Yankees were... Like, of course, they were the most loaded team, everybody. but then they didn't make the World Series. I know, but that's their fault. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think the A's, I think the A's were a couple of pieces away from being as good as the and Astros. And the Astros were better, too. Like, the, I would have taken those team, those two those two teams, like, well ahead of the A's. In 2019? Yeah. Yes, but entering yeah. 2020, based off of and what I saw in 2019. Wasn't as, their rotation wasn't as good in 2019, either. Like, that, that's a big Going into 2020, show. based on what I saw in 2019, I thought that World Series was impossible for that team. Wow. That's 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 a hot take. I, I, I don't I, even know if that's that big of a take. I, I, I didn't see that. No, Samian no. was coming off of an like a MVP candidate season. They had the two mats. They had. They still have the upside of the pitching rotation. They had it last year. Mm. It didn't quite work out as well last year as you would have thought, but it's still there, and it still wasn't bad at all. I like Lusardo. I think he has a very high upside. And maybe if we get healthier puck, we'll see what we can do with him. Um, yeah. So or what they could do with him. So um, this this Athletics team is, is still solid, but I do think they took a step back. But that doesn't mean they're a bad team. I think they win like eighty nine games. Yeah, I'm in on this team. Ninety one wins. I'm just gonna call ninety one and uh, call the Astros at eighty seven and a half. Um, can I push? <laughs> this is this is like another one that I want to like because push. you can't physically win eighty seven and a half games. You cannot push. I'm eighty seven then. So okay, I'm not very fond of this old team that I. That has not been going in the right direction since the whole controversy, and I know they may. I mean, this team was a game, what, like, a game or two under five hundred last year, and I know they. And, and I think people forget it, forget that because they made the, the you know, game seven the ALCS, but that was mostly because the teams they were playing just didn't have as much posting experience as they did. And once they snuck in, then you know. The A's were really good down the stretch. Really, really good down the stretch. Uh, I mean, the Astros. The Astros. the Astros were really good down the stretch last year. Um, this is a team you call old, and they definitely have some old pieces, but they're also getting Jordan Alvarez back. Kyle Tucker mm, is big. coming into his own. Yes. And Bregman's not old. Alex Bregman had a down year for his standards last year, um, but point. he turned it on a little bit towards the end. Um, Carlos Correa is entering a contract year. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Carlos Correa fan in the world, but he is a very talented player. The Springer loss will definitely hurt, but I think it gets mitigated a little bit offensively with Alvarez coming back and Kyle Tucker continuing to improve. Good point. And losing Verlander hurts a lot, and the rotation isn't what you would want, but they still have some decent upside, I think, with Framber Valdez. They still have Zach Greinke, um, and they have at least some capable guys in the back half they can kind of do some different things with. So 
I actually think this is a 90-win team. I like them a hair a little bit, uh, like a hair above the athletics to win the division. So I'm going with the over. Hmm. Interesting. You, you you think they're better than the A's? Wow. A little bit. I don't know. I, I still I'm still buying that A's upside. Um. I I I this this Astros team. I don't. Yeah. There's pieces here that I don't love. Like their bull. I don't love their bullpen. I mean, some of these some of these pitching injuries. Like I think if Framber Valdez were healthy, maybe I would have a different opinion as well. He'll be back. Even though that 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 finger thing seemed a little worrying. Um. And that was a really freak injury. Like the bat just came flying right back at him. It yeah. was just like really sad. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I don't love old teams. I'm like I'm out on Jose Altuve for example. I I just think like 31 year old second baseman who you, you kind of saw. I mean, he wasn't as bad as he was at the, during but the he doesn't have to last be their best year. Hitter. Yeah, but he's kind of the leadoff set tape table setter for that team. And you know you yeah, but how bad do you think he's gonna be? And then I mean. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be that great. You know, small, over thirty year old second baseman. I, I'm not. I don't want to bet on that. You know, and like thirty four year old Michael Brantley. Don't want to bet on that. Like, uh, uh, he get flat out hit though. I mean, uh, fair, but like, uh, I mean, injury prone Carlos Correa. Like, I I want to bet on the A's team. This A's team that has a bunch of dudes heading into the prime of their careers. Twenty seven year old Matt Chapman's and the twenty six year olds and Matt Olson's of the world and the and the Loriano who's also heading into the prime of his career. Like they have a lot of dudes on that team who are just like, All right, now's the time that we're gonna be that they're peaking in their careers. So I can I'm, say that I'm about Bregman's season. No, but that's again you could it's search, certainly, but like I mean Correa is I mean that guy's a bag of tricks. You know, I mean, you never know what you're gonna get out of him. He's never. He, he's uh, sometimes he's not performing. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's hurt. Like he's all over the place, you mm-hmm. know. And I mean, good luck to the team that's gonna pay him a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. He's gotta earn that contract though. And so this is the. I mean, if he's gonna break out for a season, this is the year. Yeah, it, it, that's. I don't know. It, this Astros team don't love him. Um, they don't have as much I hope organizational they fifth. <laughs> but I don't think they will. And they don't have great as they don't have the great organizational depth that they used to have too. And no, the A's also, have better organizational. Yeah, depth. they have a lot. Yeah, even though, yeah, even though the A's minor league system might be the worst in the league, but like this Astros, I mean, they were already pretty thin before these injuries, and now it's only getting thinner. Um, so moving on, the Minnesota in a heated exchange about the AL West, but <laughs> moving on with the Minnesota Twins, they're at eighty-eight and a half. Um, slight, slight over here. I'm going 89-90 win team-ish. Um, I'm going to go with the slight... Uh, 88. It sounds so perfect, 88 wins. I know. Seems that, You know what, for that reason, I'm going to go with the slight hair under because I think 88 sounds perfect. I think this team's lineup is ridiculous, and I think they're going to be is. a lot better than they were last year, where they kind of got where it was just the 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 reverse of the year before, where they got really lucky. You know, they're somewhere mm-hmm. in between what the 14th team and the best team, and this year I think they got even better. So I, they're to me like at least a top 10 offense. I think so too. At least, maybe even top five. Like their offense is going to be loaded this season. Like if Andrelton Simmons is coming off the bench, like that's stupid, and their defense is going to be amazing. So it's going to help out their pitching a little bit, and their bullpen's already really good. So I think this team is at least, you know what, they're I, borderline 90, if not, they're like a 91 team. You know what, I'm screwed. I'm just going to say it. Two 91 teams in the in the AL Central. It's a really good division. It is a really good division, really talented. Um, I, like I said, I went the over with the Royals, I went the over with the Indians. Uh, we'll talk about the White Sox. And with the Twins, 88 wins is a good season. 
Um, I still like this team, and this team can win the division. Absolutely can win the division. Yeah. Um, and you, you talk about the defense. Um, that was so important to anchor down shortstop because Jorge Polanco is not a defensive shortstop. But we talked about the rotation. It is, a little, it is worrying. Yes, it depends how much you still like Jay Happ. Jay Happ, and yeah. it depends how much you count on Matt Shoemaker. You don't. And so he's the fifth guy, but yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, Brios, I, I I still have stock that he could he could be that all star guy. But we talked we, about him a lot. We did talk about him. Um, <laughs> and then obviously Kenta Maeda is is really good. I I, I, I buy into the Kenta Maeda hype. I, I like him a lot. I don't think he's as good as he's, he's not an he's, ace. No, he's not. But he's a really good too. Is he a two? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be the Maeda thing's interesting, and he's a year older, and it's not like he was young last year anyway. So I, they're interesting. I mean, they brought back Rich Hill it would have been even more worrying because Rich Hill got really lucky last season. That's true. Um, but uh, I talked about that on the on the AL East podcast because he's on the Rays. So, all right, moving on. Uh, the Mets ninety and a half. What do you got here? Ninety and a half for the New York Mets. I'm going soft over. I think I'm going soft over too. Um, this is a just superbly talented team. Yeah. Just superbly talented. Um, you bring in Francisco Lindor. You already have like a lineup core that's pretty good with Confort with Michael Conforto, with Pete Alonso. What a down season last year. Um, but again, sixty games. I, I like Pete Alonso as long as you know he does better against breaking balls. Uh, Dom Smith is really kind of coming into his own. They you know, Brandon Nimmo's, you know, a fun player to have and he had Francisco Lindor to this whole thing. And they have Jeff, Jeff McNeil, who also had a bit of a down year last year, but was really great for them before that. Uh, and then you have what could be the best rotation in baseball, once it's all full and healthy. Um, DeGrom, Stroman, Syndergaard, you add Carlos Carrasco to the, mix, to the mix, and then you add some pretty, you know, guys who can add pretty good depth. Like you have Taiwan Walker, they have Joey Lucchese if they need it, uh, which they will at the beginning of the year. Um, I have Jordan Yamamoto, who's certainly not a great pitcher, but he's a, he could be a fine five for you if you need him to be. So this is a really talented team. So I think I'm definitely going with the slight over here. We still haven't seen the Mets do this for a few years. <laughs> so it's just my concern, and they're the Mets, and anything can happen. But I do think they're turning a new leaf. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. Um, I didn't expect the Dom Smith shout-out, but I'm glad we got one because I've been on that guy's corner for a while. He's playing very well. <laughs> he has been the last couple of years. He's really been on the upward trajectory. and I, It's a shame that this team doesn't have the DH because I think this team with the DH helps them even that much more because I think their outfield defense is the one thing that concerns me with them. Um, if they added a DH, they'll just throw Pilar or yeah. Elmore out in center and just have him hit ninth, and then you can DH with... Alonzo while putting Smith at first or whatever you want to do. Next up, the Eloy Jimenez-less Chicago White Sox, which Ugh, just so much less fun. It, which kind of sh- throws a little bit of a wrench into this team, but they, they but this gives them the excuse to bring up Andrew it, Andrew Vaughn now, which they have is to. also they, they have, have they have he's yeah. on the team. I mean they, they um, have to they have to. Uh, Ninety and a half wins is their over under. I'm going. I'm still going over. I'm still going with the slide over here. Eloy was going to be such a beast this year. I, I was so excited to watch him. Um, and, and, you know, the, the lineup depth, that we talked about the lineup depth, or, you know, the, the lineup itself is incredibly deep. But if they have guys go down, we talked about that sort of the pool of guys they have in the wings is not as deep. And now you lose Eloy Jimenez, you lose all those at-bats. You have Andrew Vaughn come up. But, you know, you're still going to have now Zach Collins in the lineup, probably, and you still, if one of those other big guys goes down, it's not looking 
quite as hot. Um, that being said, I adore this roster. Uh, there are a couple injuries away. There are a couple injuries away from winning like 80 games. Um, <laughs> I know. And like Tony Larusa having, I don't know, like screaming matches with the younger players because they pimped a home run or something. <sighs> yeah, you're making a good argument here. Um, I'm going to go with a 90-win team. I'm going to go with the, the hair under. Still win the division. I still think they win the division. But I have them win it at 90 games. You know what? I You've convinced me I'm going soft under here. Mm-hmm. And, and also the, the fact that their division is really good and just really deep in general. Like yeah. that could steal a couple games here and there. So 91 wins is a big jump. And uh, to do that, you're going to need all your horses. And uh, and they don't have like the, the yeah. 40-man roster depth to, to exactly. survive any more injuries. Like they've already occurred just with just with losing Jimenez so unless you like uh Adam Angle Lurie Garcia and I hate those players Adam Eaton outfield I hate those players (laughs) Eaton's the only one with any upside and I'm not even sure if he has upside anymore so all right moving on Braves at 91 and a half Ooh, interesting here uh slide over as well definitely slide over for me too um again another superbly talented team and when Soroka gets back I like the rotation He's coming back soon. He's coming back soon. Really so. soon. I, mean, I was surprised how soon he's coming back. He tore his Achilles in, like, August. Was it August? Yeah. 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 How? How did he recover <laughs> that quickly? Maybe it's a pitcher, so it's different. So, but, like, still, I was amazed that he could recover that quickly. So 91 and a half for them. I Yeah, this, seemed, this, this, this feels like 93-94 wins. They were pretty safe 93-94 to me. I think this is a safe over. I, this team is... They were great last year. People... Don't love them as much this year as certain projections no, I saw. Pakoda can screw itself. That's but what uh, I say. <laughs> it's a very bizarre because if anything, I think with if Soroka's there for at least most of the season with Freed, it's just a better team. And Ian Anderson gets more innings, and yeah, I like this team a lot. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. And um, they, yeah. it's not a ton. We didn't to even mention Ronald Acuna or Freddie Freeman. Yeah, they have Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman. They had the best first baseman in baseball by a country mile, and then they bring like, back the future Marcelo Suna, yeah, who has to play outfield now, which will be interesting again. But you know what? They keep his bat in the lineup. They still have Ozzy. Swanson was good last year. I just doubt to throw they get the same names. Um, production out of Darno, and I kind of worry about their lineup depth a little bit still. But like these are like first class problems and playoff just problems based not on regular season problems. how good their top guys are if their top guys were decent i mean you're kind of worried about the depth a little bit but the top guys are the best in the league at their spots uh they're fine yeah yeah all right moving on three teams left next is the san diego padres they're at 94 and a half um i'm going over here um I'm just I, I, my hesitation's hard over or soft over. I'm going hard over. I think this team can win 97 games, um, which that's, I guess that's I, not really that's hard not really over hard. though. That's like a medium over. Hard over. I'm like I'm debating between like 96 wins and like 99 wins. That's what I'm debating right now, and the only thing that stops me from putting this team at like 99 wins is because the Dodgers are in their division. You yeah, know? but they, they don't only play the Dodgers in their division. Yeah, so. but and like, the rest of the division, can you have two 100-win teams in the same division? I guess you can. I guess the Red Sox and Yankees kind of did that one. They did so, it. You know what? Screw it hard over for the Padres. I'm saying they're a 100-win team. Hard over for me as well, and they could only get better because Mackenzie Gore, We don't when when he comes up, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, could, they have guys, and right they have now. so much depth. Yeah, this is, this is a really spectacularly put-together team. 
Preller went nuts this offseason. I mean, what else is there to say, really, you know? There's not much to say. The rotation has you Darvish, Blake Snell. I love Denilson Lamette. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah good exactly. Stuff. All right. Moving on. The New York Yankees at 95 and a half wins. I'm going hard under here. Wow. Hard under. And How hard? They're like a 90-win team. Really? And the reason why is, look at their rotation. Look how many risks they're taking in their rotation right now. It's, oh, it is it's, boom or bust. And it's, it's probably, like, half of those guys are going to be boom. Not, not, I mean, boom, half of them are going to be boom, half of them are going to be bust. So they're going to end up with, like, three pitchers. Are you and saying, a bunch of hitters who are injury-prone, too. Are you saying that a Severino, Tyone, and Corey Kluber trio does not spark, oh, safe we know those guys are going to be here you know right. what's not good like relying on pitchers with large injury histories and like relying on them like hard and relying and then like put in a guy like Herman marquez who like retired last year then came back and i don't even know what's going on you with mean him domingo herman domingo herman my bad like you, you now you're relying on him too like i know like so they're not gonna have severino to start the season so no. he is technically part of that trio but like he will be at least we they had, at least they used to have Tanaka and he would pitch innings, but mm. now they don't even have that anymore. Like, can we really trust the scene that's like, oh yeah, Corey Kluber's our number two starter, you know, or Tyone's our number three starter? And like these guys just don't stay healthy. Kluber is the most, it's the steadiest out of these guys, and Kluber pitched two innings last year. They got some younger guys though that could potentially help fill a little bit of gaps um, with David Garcia and Clark Schmidt. But you don't want. But I mean, again, we don't want to count on them, obviously. But they they at least have the potential for like, okay, there's more guys in the pool of we just need five of these guys to stick, or but, four of these guys to stick. But then my question is like, can you win 95 games when Davy when you're relying on Davy Garcia and Clark Schmidt to win you games in a really tough division? If your offense is the best in the league, and their offense is incredible, and it may end up being the best in the league anyway, but it's also injury prone lineup. Again, more injury like. Judge and Stanton can't stay healthy. They just true. can't. And they didn't in 2019. And they didn't. And they won 100 and what, three? 104 games in 2019? But, like, how how many times can they rely on Mike Talkman to, like, hit 320? And Mike Talkman, for example, was awful last season. But, like, that is true. But, I mean, last year they had the injuries happen to them again, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually did kind of struggle. Remember this. Right. They. That's true. And, I mean,. So you could say, oh, they're, that means there's going to be more luck for them this season. But if anything, they, they put more risk on their team with the rotation. And their bullpen got a little worse. And the bullpen part is – that part's kind of overblown. They're still a really good bullpen. Their bullpen's fine. And, but it's like to bet on them winning 95 games or more than 95 games is risky to me, especially in that division. It's a tough division. I, I agree with you on that. I'm going to go with a – Am I talking you to an under though at least? A little bit. Um, I'm gonna go with a hair over. I'm gonna go with a 96 win team. I, I still think the Yankees are just the lineup. I think can be the best in baseball, or at least the best in the American League. I think the Dodgers. And I think the best there's in a, baseball. Yeah, the Dodgers yeah. are the best yeah. in baseball, but the best in the American League and the rotation. I, I think there are again like enough guys in the pool that if three of them pan out and you can put together innings with a good bullpen and a really great lineup, that they can still be as dominant as they were a couple years ago. And it's going to be harder to, like, piece those innings together when you have that much longer of a season, you know? I, I don't know. I, I, it's when they, but At least before, they had, like, Tanaka and Hap who could put innings together. They weren't great. And, like, even Montgomery, who's coming back to see, he, he has injury history, too. 
Like, the, Garrett Cole's the only guy who you know who's going to give you innings this year on their whole rotation. It's it's like, it's a lot, dude. It, asking that team to win 95 games in a tough division, that's a lot. If they were in the, if they were in the AL West, sure, sure, they're 95 wins. But, I don't know, this AL East is, it's dicey, man. Like, the only... The only cakewalk you got there was the Orioles, who were the worst team in the league. But other than that, I mean, you're going to have to compete against the, those other teams. At least they brought back Brett Gardner. <laughs> this didn't mean anything. <laughs> but I, I mean, their lineup is incredible. But again, a lot of injury-prone guys there, too. And, and they can't just rely on their they – they can't just keep on relying on, you know, Gio Urshela to be number three – the number three hitter that they want him to be. You know, like, I, I don't know. Like – Mike Tuckman's of the world and guys like that. So I don't know. Moving on, the Dodgers. 102 and a half is the is the over under here. I'm going over. <laughs> I'm going it. over too. I'm going over too. This could they be the best team in the modern era? Could they be the best team of all time of of the modern era of baseball? Whoa! Not could they be the be- greatest mo- team in modern baseball history? Like in the not. Not to, not not the live ball era because then we're including the twenty seven Yankees, but like since like nineteen sixty, say. They, yes, they can. Can they be the best team since nineteen sixty? They can. Their what is their weakness? They don't have one. <laughs> Maybe the closer. Maybe they have too much depth. Uh, <laughs> it would it would have to be like if Kenley Jansen takes another step back. Um, and like, tr- but they, in the but they still have trying in, I guess. In the playoffs, it didn't matter because they just had Arias finish off the games. Yeah, they have so much sort of positional depth that like and pitching depth that they can really just piece it together based on matchups, based on just who they had not used matter? recently. Dustin May isn't gonna start games for this team, and Dustin May would be like a number two pitcher on half the teams we just talked about. <laughs> isn't that incredible? They take last year's team and they add David Price to it. And Trevor and Bauer. Trevor Bauer to it. I mean, of course. And, like, Cody Bellinger's going to play better this year. And, like, we didn't... It's, it's They really, lost Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson. Their offense... Fair. Their offense... And now Gavin Lux is into the... Yeah, now no, they, now Gavin matter. Lux plays more. And Chris Taylor's still coming off the bench. <laughs> Silence, because you just don't know how to I also I also really like Edwin Rios as a bench bat. Yeah, Matt Beatty's a good he bench He comes bat. out of nowhere. And it's like... Their offense underperformed last year, and they still won like forty-two games or something in a sixty-game season. Will Smith is a is a great starting catcher. Austin Barnes is a good defensive backup, and even if he doesn't play that well, they could bring up Kyber Ruiz and and he'll fill in that spot. It's silly. Their team is silly. They have they have answers for everything. They have let's see how how many MVP candidates do you think they is have three? three MVP candidates in the lineup? Yeah, and they have like two aces. Probably three aces. And a loaded bullpen. They might have three aces, depending on your thoughts on Trevor Bauer. Right. Or even Urias. I love Urias, by the way. I think he's amazing. He's going to be like the perfect kind of rover guy for them. If they need him to yeah. start, he'll get start. If they need him to throw four innings out of the pen, he can do that. Yeah. If you need you know, May to take over one of those spots, he can do that. If you need Gonsolin to take over one of those spots, he can do Cody that. Cody Gonsolin's the sixth starter. The seventh starter. So what's the rotation? So, so you got Bueller, you got Kershaw, you got Bauer. Then it's a price... <laughs> And then is it's, it's either it, it, May or Urias or whoever right now it is it's you Urias, want. but 
but I liked Udias in, in that bullpen kind of rover can throw five innings. I, 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 I agree. I, w- I would prefer to start Gonsolin in the fifth spot, to be or honest. May. But May hasn't shown himself to be like a great starter at the moment. We just think he's going to be great because of his stuff. Because his stuff is incredible. Stuff I think he's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. But like, if I had the, like, if you're like a win now team like the Dodgers, I think you prefer to have start a guy like Gonsolin at the moment. That's fair. I think by the end of the season, May will be in that rotation. I think he's too way too talented. Um, and I think but I think Urias is about as talented. You know, like they need like an injury. I don't. They know. need I, like an eight man rotation. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. But the fact that we're even having this conversation with this team is absurd. Like, there's not a lot to talk about here because they're they don't have a weakness. I don't think they have a weakness, especially with how baseball has has evolved the closer role, especially in the playoffs. Now that it doesn't really matter as much to have that. Maybe nice they're guy. not the best defensive team in the league. Is their weakness? <laughs> I mean, they're not the best defensive team in the but league. But they're still like top ten though, because they have Mookie Betts in right field, and Bellinger's a solid enough defender in center, and Pollock's fine in left. And like, what weakness do they have defensively? Especially if they play Barnes at catcher. Seager's fine well, enough well, at that's, short. That's my that's my point. They don't have the worst defense in the league. That's their weakness. <laughs> they don't have the best that's not a weakness because it's actually not a weakness they still have a top 10 defense in the league because Mookie Betts is out there yeah the only real question is like is Kenley Jansen still kind of hold it together and if he doesn't they'll replace him but they like, have enough guys yeah to but do like th- that's my point it's like who cares like Urias can finish off the ninth inning yeah you know or May or if Dustin they, May it'd even. be like if, you know that's the role they find for him or, or even like Bruce Star they Bruce Star Gratterall and guys like that for a reason too you know like and they, and they rolled the dice on some dudes who could be really good, like Corey Kniebel. Like, Corey Kniebel could be good for them, you know? He, he was a closer. I'm sure he will be because he's on the Dodgers now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have Trinan and... I'm interested, yeah. like, why are they... I'm interested to see, like, why are they so fascinated in Jimmy Nelson? They've had this fascination He's a great in spring. Yeah, but, like, Stuff's he, great. Didn't, he didn't even make the major league team last year. And, like, and they just kept them around. I'm, I wonder why they keep on keeping him around. I'm really he's a guy who could exp- extend innings or throw extended innings. He has on pretty good te- stuff. Yeah, on most teams I'd be like, "What the f are you doing? Why is he still on? Why is he still hanging around?" But like with the Dodgers, I'm like, "Oh, they must see something in him." They're you ridiculous. Know? They're they're, so. they're an over. They're gonna win 106 games. They can, the Red Sox team won 108 games in 2018. This team's better. This team's better than that team, but it's also incredibly hard to win 108 games. But still, if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be these guys. I feel, but like if that I, Mariners I would, team could win 110 games. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. I mean, why? That, why that can't really this happen. Dodgers team win 110 games? This Dodgers team is better games. than that Mariners team. It's probably it's more definitely more talented than that Red Sox team. Especially with that division, there's only like one good team in the division. It can happen. That's true. It can start. They can easily. They could definitely. Or not easily, but they can. There's a world where they win 110. Disaster games. strikes with the Padres. You never know. They could win 112 games. They're amazing. This team's amazing. So you're going to predict that they win 112 games? Especially if Bauer's actually that good. Like, if Bauer's actually that good, now you can't deny it. Like, now now we're talking, like, they have three aces, three MVP candidates in the lineup, and a, and a loaded bullpen. Like, 112 wins. And 112 games is, like, in the realm of possibility then. Well, I'm going to say 106. No, I'm not actually – I'm not saying – this is not my actual <laughs> prediction, but I'm talking – but this is, like, the territory we're talking about here. No, I know. They're 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 the most, like, fully fledged out talented team I've, I've seen. Maybe, yeah, since we've started watching baseball, yeah. basically. Um, all right, that's, that's going to do it for the over-unders with the teams. Um, quickly now, we're going to go to MVP – odds um we're gonna pick best value and we're gonna pick our winner just in general 
Um, not based on the odds, just who we think is going to win for AL and NL, and then we're going to do World Series picks as well. So uh, winner and loser, and then do best value picks for uh, winner as well for that. So, all right, first let's go to the MVP odds. Starting off with the NL MVP race, right now uh, Mookie Betts and Juan Soto are tied for first in that debate. Um, what's a good value pick here for the MVP race? I'm not going to go through the whole list. It'll take too long. So um, what? Give me, give me a guy or two. Who do you think? There's some good candidates here for value, by the way. There are some really good guys. There are some really good guys for value. Um, and this is this is tough. I mean, obviously the, the trendy pick would be Juan Soto at the top, but that's not you know, the, the value pick. Um, I think that, you know, I look at Corey Seager at 15-1 to 1 as, as someone who's interesting because that Dodgers team, again, if they win 112 games, a I Dodgers probably pick. going to win the MVP. And... You know, Mookie Betts is, and Cody Bellinger are, you know, tied for first and third in the MVP odds. So what if, like, this is Corey Seager's year um, to break out and be the MVP? So I, I like that one for value. Um, do I don't think, hate Machado on either. Do you think the Dodgers guys hurt themselves for being on the same team like a bat? Like it's That's basketball. what I'm thinking. You never see this in baseball. That's how ridiculous this team is. Like, yeah. it, it, it's almost like a basketball situation, like a Brooklyn Nets, like, sort of deal. You know? Yeah. I, I don't love, like, sort of the back end of, like, sort of the top guys on on this odds list where we're on Vegas Insider right now. I, I actually like a lot of the, some of these guys. Not, like, really? a, after, after Ketel Marte gets kind of, after JT Ramuto gets silly, right? Or even Rizzo. But, um... I think Yelich at twelve to one is spectacular value. That's great value. Oh I my love god! One. Like even Machado at twenty two to one is excellent value. I like the Machado one. I love the Yelich one because last year Yelich wasn't very good, but again it was a weird year. The year before that, I thought he was better than Bellinger, and if had and had he not gotten hurt, I think Yelich would have run away with the MVP. He was that good that year. Yeah. And then of course he won the MVP the year before that. So if you take out the sixty game season, then you know, in my opinion, he probably would be coming off of back-to-back MVPs right now. Freddie Freeman won the MVP last year. He's 12 to 1. Why is his odds that poor? Because Acuña and Tatis and th- these young guys who I would just take like he, right he's even odds with Arenado right now and that's silly to me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't love that. I understand Arenado's in a new place, so a lot of people are probably hitting that. It's like, "Oh, he's in a new place. He's rejuvenated." But Freddie Freeman is the, you know, the but reigning he's in MVP. more of a pitcher's park. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> In Colorado, like what? Like what are we doing here? Anyway, I don't know. But regardless, I, I mean, Tatis at seventeen to two. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Like it, the, the top guys, you all see them. I, Bellinger at eight to one is probably too high. You know, like that's yeah. that's value you want to stay away from, to be honest, because like I, I don't see the value. There's more risk than reward there, at least in my book. So I don't know. Do you have like a deep, deep sleeper you'd want to pick there? Like like past past uh, Chris Bryant, let's say. Maybe Conforto. Who Conforto at forty to one is is pretty solid. That's stuff. a deep sleeper. You would put a buck on Conforto. It's, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I would, would I would put a buck on uh, maybe even Goldschmidt, or like a Goldschmidt or Pete Alonso or someone like that. Goldschmidt wins MVP seven years apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I you know I, I like that stuff. I like it. All right, moving on. American uh, League. American League. Actually, who's your MVP pick for the NL? We have to make a pick. Oh. Um, Juan Soto's, like, you know, a very obvious pick. Um, I'm actually not going to go Juan Soto. Um, yeah, same here. 
it's tough. I, I, I love the young guys so much, and I, I think Tatis is MVPs in his future. Um, but I'm going to go with Mookie Betts. Ooh. I'm picking I'm picking Corey Seager here. Picking his really? Okay. Yeah. I love it. It's a contract year for him. That's um, true. He's hitting into the str- like right into the peak of his career. We saw it last year. It didn't seem like a fluke to me at all. No. I knew he – I picked him as a sleeper heading into the last season. I thought, oh, this guy is amazing and one of the best shortstops in the game, if not maybe even the best shortstop in the game. And I, I – I think twenty. What his his odds at what twenty two to one? That's kind of silly to me. It should be higher. Hmm. Um, alrighty, moving on to the AL. Uh, right now, Mike Trout is easiest, easily the best odds, and he's gonna be my pick for MVP again because yeah, me too. I mean, he's Mike Trout. Like, come on, he's Mike Trout, and the competition isn't even that great against them to be honest. Like if Vladdy, like right now, Vladdy G Junior is at twenty five to one, and. I like the odds are actually a lot more stark in the AL because twelve to one's the next best odds. Mm-hmm. So, it, what, what are some value picks here? If you had to pick them, this 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 isn't as good. This isn't as rich as the NL, I think at least. No, um, there's, there's some fun deep deep sleepers in this. Um, for a value pick, the the Vladdy G Junior breakout's gonna come eventually. He's just too good of a hitter not to. He's not going to be my pick here. I don't think this is the year, but I do think he takes a step forward this year. I love Luis Roberts' talent. Um, maybe I, that one intrigues me a little bit, but I'm going to go with Lemayhew with 33 to one. Ooh, that's a good pick. I like that a lot, actually. I like that a lot. If, um, if he hits like 350 and the Yankees win 100 games. Yeah. Um that could be a good pick there. I mean, he's already been a finalist. Yeah. So people are going to overrate for a guy who's already been a finalist. I think yeah, people are going to overrate him. That's a really good one. Um <laughs> like they did 2 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh I I like his teammate Glaber Torres at 25 to 1. I I think he could bounce back and have a great year this great season this year. I mean, he's really he's still really really young when he's like 24 years old. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he kind of found it in the playoffs as well. So I, he's a good sleeper at 25 to 1. I think Jose Ramirez at 12 to 1 is spectacular value, actually. Sure. I He could end up stealing it from Mike Trout. I wouldn't be stunned, you know, no, just because people do don't want to vote for Mike Trout. Like, we have to keep that in mind, too. The but fatigue, these ones, especially yeah. if the Angels don't make the playoffs again. It's like, oh, do we really want to give it yeah. to Mike Trout again? And Cleveland's on in like a 90 win pace or something. Like, that could definitely happen. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Um, Matt Chapman at fifteen to one is not bad either. That's, that's really that's good really good. That might even be better value than the Ramirez at twelve to one. But Ch- Ramirez is the better hitter, so I think that that's why his odds are better than Chapman's at the moment, even though they're about the same as players. So um, I I think Jose Ramirez is going to be great this year, and I, I that, that's why I kind of like that value at twelve to one. You know, Chapman is great value at fifteen to one, but the Rendon thing I don't like. Rendon and Otani that's tough to see because. Of the Angels, we're not quite sure how successful they're going to be. You know what I mean? And, and they have Trout's the there, team. and it, it, it's hard. And if you're going to um, pick an MVP, it's going to be Trout. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way like either of those guys are going to be better like, than Mike Trout. How this is? Year. Yeah, exactly. Like Rendon, unless Trout gets hurt and like Rendon carries the ship or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. He's gotten hurt once before. Um, and no, then the Chicago Trout, guys is that, that that seems a little too far fetched to me. Um, I know Abreu won it last year, but I, he's I, not winning. It again. He's not winning it again. Um, did I mention Bichette? No. Uh, I mentioned him to you earlier, though. At 33-1, to 1, I love those odds. I love those odds because he's super talented. I know he didn't have the greatest year last year, but um, 
he's just waiting to break out. I feel like, and on that on that Blue Jays team where it seems like he's the most likely guy to really rake for them this season outside of George Springer, who's just really consistent, just a really great consistent hitter anyway. Um, out of all the young guys who could be really exciting and break out this year, it's him because the Vladdy G stuff. I still worry about the weight. I still worry about the like his sure. defensive inconsistency. You no, know, it doesn't really matter for the MVP race. But I mean, with Bichette, like especially at the shortstop position, uh, there's something flashy there. There's something fun there that he could kind of, you know, catch people's attention at 33 to one. I I put a buck on that if I was a betting man, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that that makes perfect sense. And right. Bo Bichette is a, a good breakout candidate. But none of this matters because Trout's gonna win anyway. So uh, <laughs> moving on to uh, the World Series. Uh, the big, uh, the big daddy of them all. Uh, right now, let's not do our picks because that's boring. <laughs> we're pick, we're, you're, we're both picking the Dodgers, right? Yeah, I mean, of course we're picking the Dodgers. I mean, don't be crazy here. Um, who do you have losing to them? Like, I mean, the AL. I, this is actually a fun question. There is no obvious one because the, the the obvious one's the Yankees, and that's not fun. But even the Yankees aren't like. I don't think they're obvious. No, I don't think they're obvious at all. Well, they're the heavy favorites, but. Uh, they're certainly not bulletproof. The White Sox, I mean, theoretically, if Eloy is back by the playoffs and they somehow mesh with Tony La Russa for some reason, um, which, I don't know, you gave me a thumbs down, but it, somehow, but then they're a really interesting candidate for this because they certainly have the talent to do it. And then after them, it's a lot of teams I like, but I don't think the Blue Jays are a World Series team. I don't think the Twins are a World Series team. <sighs> I don't think either of the AL West teams are World Series teams. So, I don't know. I, I feel like the White Sox are the only non-Yankees pick that I love, and I don't love them without Eloy unless he's back by then. And even with La Russa, I don't love it. So, I don't know. The American League is, is, is wide open, I think, for yeah. a breakout team. Like, if a breakout team just comes in and just kicks butt, and we're like, wow. The Blue Jays are the breakout team, if there's a breakout team. That, they're the they're the candidate. They're the the definite. They're the, candidate they're the Kemba candidate. Make doing doing a college basketball term. Uh, <laughs> they're the they're the seven seed that comes out of nowhere and, and takes the American League by storm because, I mean, the Yankees have all their pitching starting pitching problems and injury problems in general. I mean, the Twins can't seem to win a playoff series to save their lives. <laughs> uh, the White Sox have Tony La Russa as their manager. The A's are interesting but they don't have a great track record of success in the postseason at all mm-hmm. um and then the astros uh not really you know the rays are a little bit worse than the last rays year. got worse last year and now you're really grasping for straws at that point you know i don't know there's no obvious one i I'm the blue jays at plus 1600 that's the best that's the best value that's the best value out of all the teams that's the best value to make it. Because why are you going to pick the Braves at plus 1,000 when the Dodgers and Padres are, like, heads and shoulders better? Mm-hmm. Or why are you going to pick the Cardinals at plus 2,500 when they don't have a chance? They, they may not even win the division, you know? So there's no really good NL pick here. So this is kind of the opposite of the MVP debate mm-hmm. we had. So I there's a lot of AL teams that you can look at. And, like, I guess, like, the Twins are going to have to win at some point. So plus 2,000 2, isn't awful. For them, right? I guess. I would rather pick the A's at plus 2,800 yeah. than the Twins. Or the Astros yeah. at plus 2,500 than the Twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the, the Indi- Rays, maybe. I mean, the Indians at plus 5,000. That's a terrible, I'll be honest. <laughs> throw a dollar. Throw a dollar to the yeah, Indians. Yeah, but I'd throw a dollar on that. You know? 
don't know. But World Series, actually, like World Series pick, go. I'm putting you on the spot right here. <sighs> the season hasn't started yet. I know. I hate it so much. I just, I, I don't love a team in the American League, and that's so different because the last few years I've loved multiple teams in the American League. Yeah. Um, but this is not one of those years. The landscape is changing, man. <laughs> if the White Sox didn't have La Russa, I would say. And sometimes managers don't make as big of a difference, so I... Yeah, the La Russa <sighs> thing's a big obstacle, man. And just no Eloy. If they had Eloy, too. <sighs> you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm I'm gonna to plant my flag on A's Island. <laughs> I don't care. You know what? I like this team a lot. I think they're really good. And they can make a deal at the deadline. Maybe add a bat. What do you think? Sean Murphy takes a step up at catcher. They get a really good hitting catcher now. They go along with some of the stars they have at the top of the order. That's true. Um, they have the bullpen depth to do it. They have the starting depth to do it. All they need to add is a piece or two. They have the starting depth to do it? Starting pitching depth. I think you they, think so? I think they kind of... Well, not outside of the five, no. But like I'm talking about like you think inside the five. Yeah, I think their four is good enough. Yeah. I think Lizardo has ace stuff, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. And you're ready to trust Puck, and you're ready in Manaya. I trust that more than Jameson Tyon pitching a full season, or Corey Kluber pitching a full season, or Domingo Herman from not like, like blowing someone's head off in the locker room, or you know, like Garrett Cole can't pitch all the innings. All these teams scare me. You know, all these teams scare <laughs> you. So just pick the team that has the high upside and. Yeah, every team's going to have a pretty low floor, so you might as well just, like... I'll pick the Yankees. I hate it myself. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be Mr. Lamo. I'm picking the A's. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm picking the White Sox. I can't. That's I can't okay. Pick the I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm picking okay the White with that. Sox. Okay, that's fine. I like the talent too much. The Yankees don't make me comfortable, man. They don't. None of these teams make me comfortable. The White Sox don't make me comfortable. The Yankees at <laughs> plus 550 for the World Series is awful, by the way. I'm yeah, never, don't bet on don't, the Yankees. Don't, don't bet on that. Don't bet on that. The rotation's way too risky. Why Why do that? And their bullpen got worse at the end of the day. They got worse. Dodgers, their, White Sox. Their pitching in general got worse. From yeah, lost out of Vino. Yeah. And Britain starts this year off hurt. And then they decide to add a, add a bunch of dudes who are probably going to get hurt again. Like, what do you, what like, What like are we doing here, you know, with this Yankees team? And I'm not saying that because I'm from Boston. I'm, I'm saying that because it's, it's, the logical, it's the logical move to make here. So I, I, it, it, it's wild because, like, the Braves – and the Padres are, like, heads and shoulders better than the A's. But <laughs> the A's have to make the World Series at some point. And they have a bunch of dudes in the heading of the prime of their careers. And I, I'm just leaning on the A's here. I think the Blue Jays are a little too young. And their bullpen worries me too much to pick them. But, um, if the Blue Jays that, are the jump, the, the jump team. They'll make a big jump. They'll, they'll maybe win a playoff series or, or a wild card game. And uh, that'll be exciting. But I, I think next year is the year where we look at the Blue Jays. All right. I had the Dodgers being the A's in a sweep, and you have the Dodgers being the White Sox in five. Wow, you haven't taken a game? Sure. Wow. You know, I maybe a sweep. Giolito pitches extremely well. And... No one in the AL is as good as that Rays team last year. No, probably not. And the Rays aren't either. No, the Rays aren't as good as they were last year, so uh, that's a shame. Maybe I would have picked them to come back again if they kind of, you know, concentrated on the Major League team a little more this year, but... I am moving forward again. They have, we, they have bigger dreams. I mean, we like barely talked about the Rays, but like they have bigger dreams. Their they have, five year, their next five years though, it could be incredible. Like they're like they're set up so they're, well for they're, the next five. They're years. 2022 through 2026. Can that they're they have dynasty dreams. I mean, they still might make the playoffs anyway this year. Yeah, they absolutely could make the playoffs. Yeah, but like I'm talking about 
moving forward though like when wander franco's on the major league team now they have a superstar in that lineup which is kind of what they needed mm-hmm. then watch out yeah. because we know they have the pitching depth and the organizational know-it-all to get to the world series so um, we've already seen it happen yeah most recently last year all right uh that's gonna do it for us for our uh, uh i guess quick uh rundown through the mlb season we went through all the over-unders went through world series odds mvp odds and uh it was fun doing this, Alex. Uh, thank you for uh, mentioning, uh, wanting to do this heading into the, just before the season started, just in the eve of the uh, MLB season. Yeah, I want to put it to the test. That way, by the end of the season, we'll be like, wow, I cannot believe we didn't see the Diamondbacks winning 87 games and winning and taking the wild card. Like, you know, <laughs> something stupid like that happening. Um, and we'll be like, oh, it's so obvious. Why didn't we see that coming? The Twins are going to win 66 games. Uh, okay, I mean, we should. That, Tim LaCrastro, we knew he was going to be an MVP candidate, you know? <laughs> Something weird's going to happen. It always does. And it'll probably be in the American League. If any team is going to randomly pop up yeah. and, like, the Royals win 85 yeah. games, then it's going to be in the American League. Yeah, but the Dodgers are Thanos, and they are inevitable. And there's no time stone to stop them from winning the World Series, I think. But, Probably not. Their yeah. yeah, their their biggest challenge will be the Padres. Yeah, and it will be fabulous. To and they are like late '90s Yankees dominant right now. Like we we just know what's gonna happen. You know, unless the pods, unless the pods, can make some magic. Just like in 1999. <laughs> no, that, that the Yankees Padres World Series. It this, happened. This Padres team is much more talented than that Padres <laughs> team. Like, hey, significantly hey, so. Hey, do not underestimate the power of Brett Boone. All right, right, we should end this podcast. All right, uh, (laughs) thanks so much for hopping on. And I I had a blast doing this, man. Thanks so much for doing it. Yeah, this was fun.